0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to broadcast today. Last week, we preached part one of opportunities are not accidents, they're maps of direction. This is part two. Let me ask you a question. Do you need direction in some area of your life? Well, God has a great opportunity for you to receive that today, not tomorrow, not next week. Don't put faith in the future, even though he can create the future It is made for the now. Now faith is. An opportunity will present itself. You'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. So let's go on to part two of the sermon, Opportunities are not accidents. They're maps of direction. They'll tell you where you are and where you're going. Watch this. Be blessed. Ask yourself, for what reason am I in this world? And then I'm going to answer it. Ask yourself that in your mind right now. You can write it in your notes. Ask yourself, for what reason am I in this world? Now, I'm going to answer it. The answer is to do good. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good. To all. Well, all is not in part of our camp. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one camp of God. I had a man said, tell me one time, he said, what camp are you in, Reverend Duplantis? (laughs) I said, sir, I'm going to have to correct your question. I said, there's only one camp of God, but there's many different colored tents. You got the Baptist tent. You got the Methodist tent. You got the Episcopalian tent. You got the Catholic tent. You got the Pentecostal tent. You got the Church of God and Christ tent. Mm-hmm, Lord, <laughs> you got the, 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 the white side of the church of God in Christ which is called the church of God I don't know why but it's where you got the assemblies of God see a lot of people don't really know how to name their churches but I can preach in all of them you want me black son I can get flat black like you ain't never seen <laughs> Bishop Jake said Jesse you the black and white man I've ever seen in my life you say stuff to black people that I can't say and I'm a black man he said, but my God, there's a love come out of you for people. Well, I don't see color. I don't care what color you are. It makes no difference to me. See, so whatever tent I go in, that's what I become. When the Lord, I, I, I was jogging several, several years ago, and I passed that Methodist. You see, if you go down on my boulevard, there's a little Methodist church on, right, right before you get to the fire station. Did y'all see it? The, as I, the Lord said, go down there and give them some money. I said, well, how much you want me to give them? I, forgot now. I think it was, was it $5,000, Christine? $5,000. I said, okay. So I'm just jogging, you know. When I got to the office, I said, Christine, I said, uh, I forgot now, I told Tammy Moon, I cut a check for $5,000 for, for that Methodist. The, uh, Christine, go over there and give that to them. Okay, so she went, well, several of the people said, but he's, you know, I, they saw me the next day jogging. They saw, excuse me. So I stopped. They're the one with the punk, pumpkins. We call them pumpkins when the kids, you know. Pumpkins. Uh, they said, uh, why did you do that? You're not Methodist. I to do Methodists believe in Jesus? They said, well, yes. I said, I'm a Methodist. <laughs> do Catholics believe in Jesus? I'm a Catholic. Do the Church of God in Christ believe in Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I'm a Church of God in Christ. Do the Church of God in Cleveland, Tennessee believe in Jesus? The Assemblies of God in Springfield, it Missouri. Do they believe in Jesus? Yeah. Ah, do the Mennonites believe in Jesus? Yeah. Do the Amish believe in Jesus? Yeah. What's your problem? You see, if you thought of doing good instead of doing separation, Amen. don't shout me down. Listen to me. You let God work all, all that other stuff out. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand that, Ask yourself, for what reason am I in this world? And the answer is, is to do good. Write this down. The body of Christ must be constantly thinking of our duties rather than our rights. The body of Christ must be constantly thinking of our duties rather than our rights. Well, I got a right to that. What about the duty of it? You see, that's why Paul was saying to the church of Galatia, he was a little disappointed with them. Y'all thinking more about your, your rights instead of your duties. You see what I'm saying? Yes. One time I was with my granddaughter, Meredith, uh, I guess about a year ago, we went to this um, nice restaurant out on the lake, Lake Pontchartrain, I'm going by Laplace there. I don't know the name of that. Frenier? Yeah, yes. Frenier Fr- 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 yeah, Fr- Lending or something like that. Well, we had some good food the first time we went back. The place was so crowded. It was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, so Meredith knows that I'm a good tipper. She, well, She goes, "How much he give?" She back there. Make a long story short. Well, we had a long time getting our food. It was not the waitress's fault, because what happened is the other waitress or other took our food and gave it to somebody else. Because a lot of time we ordered the same things. You see, you know, you know, with the table and stuff like that. So Meredith said, Grandfather, you don't need to, they, they, she didn't do very well. I wouldn't tip her myself. I wouldn't give her that kind of, I said, well, Meredith, she, it wasn't her fault. Why do you mean it wasn't her fault? I said, it was the cooks in the back fault. She goes, okay, then you can give her a good tip. I don't know if Meredith remembers that or not. That was a long, uh, what, a year, a year, two years ago, maybe, something like that. Yeah, well, and you know, I've had Kathy sometimes, uh, you know. Kathy wants me to tell people this that, that they're not good waitresses. Listen, I got a tip for you. Beauty school, Because you can't do this. You're going to starve to death. She said, don't give them. And I said, Kathy, maybe the seed will change their life. Thank you, Kathy. Look at it. Look at it. I ain't letting him preach no more glorious. That's it. But Kathy's a great tipper too. But every once in a while, somebody aggravates her. I'll tell you one thing. Oh, she she. I said, control yourself. She's kicking me under the table, and, I, and, I, and I'm tapping her little hand. But 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 I said, well, I, t- I told them three times. I said, well, tell them a fourth. They're gonna spit in your food if you don't. So be nice. Be nice. Let me tell you. Let me give you a word of wisdom. In restaurants, even though they ain't no good, be nice, cause you don't want somebody like you in your salad. Now you never even thought about that, but you make somebody mad enough, they got some crazy people in the world. (laughs) The body of Christ, I thought that was funny myself, Lord Jesus. The body of Christ must be constantly thinking of our duties rather than our rights. Write this down. There is no problem of evil. There's only the problem of the human heart. See, evil has been dealt with by God Almighty through Jesus Christ. Whom the Son has set free is free. Our problem is not the evil. Our problem is the human heart. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, you'll understand this. <laughs> years and years ago, maybe 25 years ago, now when I sound in prideful or arrogant, I, I preached to some of the biggest churches. I mean thousands. I've preached to 50,000. And I mean I, more than that, I'm my mean, God, Lord, and 2.9 billion by television. But I mean, huge churches. Well, a person asked me to come to their church. Watch this now. They, there's, no, there's no problem with evil. It's just the human heart. You find some stuff in your heart you never knew you had. So, man, I was, I, 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 I'll keep it private, the, the, the church and the, and the city I went in. So I go there, and I get into the church service, and there's only eight people. And I had turned down that night a church of 7,000. Because the Lord told me to go to that. Not to teach them, to teach me. I didn't know that at that time. Eight people, I'm sitting on this platform, hmm, hmm. I, I mean, I smile, because I always tell Kathy, never let them know what you're thinking. You know, you're like a constitution on your face, I can just read it, you know. Don't let them know what you're thinking. I'm sitting, I thought, I, can, can I just be honest with what I thought? What the hell am I doing here? Can I say that? I just did. That's what Kathy said. You just did. And I, I, the Lord was displeased with me. Because he left the 99 to go get the one. See, we get an idea that we want the 99. Forget the one. We can lose that one, but we can't lose that 99. In fact, we want that one to go. Have you ever prayed for somebody to leave your church? Don't lift your hand up, for God's sake. (laughs) Leave your, your, what do you call it, your group? Some people are not thorns in the flesh. They are complete bushes. I'm on that platform. What am I doing here? I could be preaching. And the Lord said, because I told you to come here. I had a problem in my heart I did not even realize. So on the platform, I said, look at Jesus, forgive me. I apologize. I know better than that. He said, Jesse, I don't have to judge you. You judge yourself. I got up and preached like a house of fire. I had a wonderful time. That's been, oh, at least 30, 35 years ago. I met that pastor about a week and a half ago. He said, you remember me? And I said, I didn't tell him why. I said, yes, I do. I remember you doing it. It is so nice to see you. He said, I'm no longer there. And I thought, oh, I said, great. I, he said, you know, I've retired. He said, "But he said, it was such an honor that you would come. We didn't tell you how small we were because we thought you'd turn us down. Now, I go to a lot of small churches, all medium church, big church, not to turn. But I mean, see, I'm sitting on a platform in church about ready to preach, and I got this junk in my human heart. See, that was already taken care of by God Almighty. So I thanked the Lord. I said, clean, clean within me, uh, clean in me, uh, uh, open a clean heart. Let me say that again so you can write it down. You will know understand. There's no problem of evil, but there's the problem of the human heart. You see what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I learned pretty easy once I learned something. I don't like to pay for the same real estate twice. So it did not make no difference now. Yet. You see what I'm saying? And so I, now I don't have that problem but I had, to, I had to have a house cleaning right there in the heart because you see, God sent me there to do good. Write this down. Doing good must have intention and exertion, which produces effort. Doing good must have intention and exertion, which produces effort. See, when you're doing good, that's what he's telling the people in Galatia. Listen, do good. Don't get worried about it because that's, you have to have intention and exertion. In other words, don't just come. But it does produce effort when you do that. Have you ever seen some people? They just love the mission field. They, they don't care if they're sweating like a Missouri mule. No electricity, no nothing. They don't care, you know. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a good hotel. Don't be sad. I'm not knocking that. But there's some people. They just they, whatever. You have to learn customs. And I mean, I was in Italy once, three years ago, and I went to the bathroom. And the lady walked in. I went. Uh, she said we have this. Both of us can use the same bathroom. Okay. So she went in one stall and I went in the other stall. I was not comfortable. I waited till she was finished, and I was in a bind. That's all I'm gonna say about that. (laughs) Lord. And she walked out, and they had a little latch on the door. And she walked out, I latched the door. And there were people, I said, they're just gonna have to wait till I'm finished. <laughs> you have to learn culture, you know. Doing good must have intention and that exertion which produces effort. See, so I have a lot, I, when I like doing good, sometimes I'm walking into a restaurant waiting to get a table and I look around. The Lord said, that person you're going to bless today. Yes, sir. Or go over there and give them this word. I said, God, I'm in the restaurant. He said, I know where you are. I'm talking to you. Like, what a dumb, what a stupid thing to tell God. I'm, oh, I'm in a restaurant. And then it would produce effort i never forget one time, Kenneth Copeland walking, Jerry Savelle walk, and I'm walking. We're walking about this fast. We're in Honolulu. All of a sudden, Kenneth stopped. When he stopped, Jerry ran into Kenneth's back. Boom, boom. I ran into Jerry's back. Boom, boom. We looked at each other. We had just finished doing an island uh, Islands of the World tour. Man, I wanted to go to the, what's the name of that place? The Ribs. Uh, Tony Roma Ribs. Oh, Lord. Kenneth said, the Lord just told us to go in that restaurant. Told me to go in that restaurant and bless a, a man. So he turned around and started walking. Well, we just went walking with him, you know. Walking with the man, he says, How you doing? Guy says, I'm doing fine. He said, The Lord told me to give you a hundred dollars here. Man stopped crying. Everybody stopped, they're all looking at us. He said, He said, What do you do? He said, I'm a pastor about ready to quit. Jerry said, Well, bless God, here's another hundred. I said, Excuse me, sir, I'm Jesse Blend. Here's another hundred. And his quit was I, nobody ever blessed. Uh, I, I can't keep the church, they won't give. And yet, because Brother Copeland heard, Jerry heard, heard, and I heard, we walked in there and blessed that man and saved this ministry. Why? Because I've gone almost every year to Hawaii there, uh, preaching constantly, not at his church, and his church is up and running and doing well. And every time I see him, he says, I can't thank you guys enough. But thank God that somebody was listening. Amen. Jerry wasn't listening and I wasn't listening. We had Tony Roma ribs on our mind. <laughs> we want some barbecue, boy. Because <laughs> I mean, we had just come back. I went to the store and got some peanut butter and crackers. We was in some of these islands. Whoo, Jesus. The Bible said eat was set before you, so I put my Jeff peanut butter before me. <laughs> I just couldn't eat that stuff. Because some of it would move when you eat it. I said, oh, geez. And I had some people say, the Bible said, eat what's set before you. So I had my jiff and my crackers. Oh, brother, we got such nice. I said, no, I love peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I love crackers. If that's okay, you don't mind, huh? I told you the point, doing good must have intention and exertion, which produces effort. What is effort? Write this down. Effort is the seed that has the power of the future. Effort is the seed that has the power of the future. Are y'all enjoying this? I'm trying to slow down here and do a little teaching on this because opportunities are not accidents. They're maps of direction. Effort is the seed that has the power of the future. If you want your future to be well, you have to produce effort. Effort. Great work done by many hands is better than just philanthropy by one individual. See, there are a lot of people in church waiting for the person that normally gives a lot to give for them. They know people give, you know, they say, well, I'm going to let them just do my job. Great work done by many hands is better than just philanthropy by one individual. Well, Brother Jesse's here. He'll probably take care of that. Or Brother Jerry Savell's here or Brother Bill Winston, or Brother Creflo, or Keith Moore, Brother Keith and Sister Phyllis, well, they'll take care of my part. Let me say it again. Great work done by many hands. Everybody say many hands. is better than just philanthropy by one individual. You see, why? Because philanthropy produces moral dignity. Jesus was a philanthropist. How God anointed Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good. Uh Oh, what do you think? Paul said, do good. That means philanthropy. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil for the Lord God was with it. So you understand philanthropy produces moral dignity. Why? Because it produces kindness. Oh, to work miracles and move mountains. Kindness is one of the greatest things you can use. If you want philanthropy, when people give, Colleges, churches, people's homes, whatever. That's kindness at its best. Let me say that again. Great work done by many hands is better than just philanthropy by one individual. So don't wait for somebody to do your job. Point two is, philanthropy produces moral dignity. Why? Because it produces kindness to work miracles and move mountains. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to ask yourself this question. Why am I in this world? There's a simple answer to that question. God says to do good. So look for opportunities to do good. In other words, somebody is waiting on you at a restaurant, tip them good. That's a good thing. Maybe you feel like you've been doing good, but it looks like it's not making a difference. Do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you reap if you faint not. See, let our doing be beautiful, even with unlovely people. Let me, let me explain that, for example. Been, one time we was at a restaurant, and this waitress did not do very well. And my granddaughter, she was little then. She said, I don't think she needs a tip, grandfather, because she didn't do well. Come to find out, it wasn't the waitress' fault. It was the kitchen's fault who sent our food to another table. And 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 she was doing everything she could to get it to work. And I said, you know, Mary, it doesn't make any difference. We're going to do good anyway. And of course, the lady apologized and said it wasn't her fault. Even the kitchen came out and apologized. But I said, you know what? It didn't make no difference. I still was going to bless that lady because she deserved to be blessed. You know, I get a lot of questions every day. I mean, this ministry is a a cooking machine. And I love answering them. This is a great question from a, a person named Terry. She writes and says, how do I make an inheritance for my children and my children's children? And then she quoted the Proverbs 13, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. OK, are you ready? First thing, one thing for you to understand to get a, a, for three generations, you've got to believe in the hundredfold, hundredfold, some 30. That's not you. Some 60, that's not you. Some 100, that's you. Some churches don't believe that, but Jesus said that with his own mouth. And number two, every seed that you have sowed, name your seed and believe God for it. Now, if you forgot, try to get back, sit down one day, just begin to remember some things that you did and you couldn't, you didn't receive the blessing on it. And then start naming that. Say, do not take no from an answer and watch God just minister greatly to you. Terry, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, let the hundredfold come to Terry and let her see how to do this because it's you that does it and all we do is receive it. I decree and declare today in Jesus' name amen and amen. This is very, very easy. I'm telling you, I don't care how much money you make. It doesn't have anything to do with that. A hundred fold on a small seed is a big amount, not a hundred times. That's mathematics. hundred fold. Every time you're folding something, it's doubling, doubling, doubling. See, spiritually, physically, financially, every area. God wouldn't have put it in the Bible if you couldn't receive it. It's just that simple. Kathy's coming right now with some great Glorious Moments. Kathy, take it away. Bless people, bless God, bless me, and bless the people watching now.
1: Thank you for watching Glorious Moments. I'm so thankful to God for the many testimonies of victory that are sent to us, especially this one from a person in Mississippi that has been in prison for 15 years and looking forward to a new, improved way of life. I watched the 2021 Visionary Conference, and it had me writing visions down on paper. Your services touched me so much that I just had to send you this note. I am so excited about the messages as I'm incarcerated. Over the years, my faith had wavered to a point of disbelief. Your preaching and teaching helped revive the dead bones that lie dormant. Thank you so much. God himself has been amazing by showing me lately just how alive he is. Recently, we gained a new commissioner over our facility that exhibits a great faith in God, and he is from Louisiana. We're happy to have him. He was retired from Louisiana prisons. Thankfully, he agreed to come out of retirement to grace us with his visions for Mississippi prisons. I'll be living prisons prison soon, and although I'm originally from Mississippi, my heart has always been in Louisiana. It's been a long 15 year journey in prison, but I'm looking forward to a new improved way of life. You know, this marvelous testimony is actually a glorious moment of triumph for Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and through 15 in the Amplified says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory, and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of no- the knowledge of God everywhere. For we are the sweet fragrance of Christ, which exhales unto God. You know, God always leads us in triumph. Each one of us can be a trophy of God's victory, spreading good news about God everywhere, making the world smell sweeter. I hope you've been inspired and that you'll help someone else spread the fragrance of God to some everywhere in the world. What shall I do for thee? God wants to do something for you. Ask, ask big. Put your faith towards something and believe. Do that and watch God do something impossible, something unbelievable just for you. Don't limit God. He is more than enough and always gives an overflowing measure. Nothing is impossible with God. So what do you want God to do for you? Start now and believe big in 2021.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this month, we're featuring my book, Living at the Top. I'm going to tell you something, buddy. It's nice at the top. It really is. It's God's will for you to be blessed in every area of your life, the spiritually, physically financially. He doesn't want you to be a bottom dweller. He wants you to be at the top. My God, I hope you can get this. This will change your life. For all the audio information, just go to our website at jdm.org. I'm telling you, I've said it before, I live so long at the top, I don't even remember what the bottom looks like, and I don't care about the bottom no more. Why? Because I'm living like Jesus lives on in heaven and also on the earth. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. Pardon us. What can I say? Your faithful financial support for 45 years has been phenomenal. In 45 years, we've never had a financial deficit. We've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. He's doing that and I mean, and done that and continuing to do it. And people say, I just don't understand how you never had that. Here I go with my wonderful statement. The reason why I've never had financial trouble is I trust you and you trust me. And we both trust God. And there's a lady behind the camera named Jennifer. She's smiling right now. Lord, every time I say it, she goes, yes, I trust you, boss. Praise God. Well, trust is a wonderful thing. And I tell you, nothing too small and nothing too big but your seed. Because we have the anointing of increase on us. It's, I don't mean that, Eric. It's on me. Get me on your side. It is on me. I'm telling you. And it'll come on you. Why? Because if it's just for me, then it's heresy. It's gotta be for the body of Christ because God's no respecter person. Also for our October partner offer, we love this. It's a collection of funny sermon illustrations from my Mary Heart series, volume eight. A Mary heart doeth good like a medicine. It's a perfect prescription. For you, because it's filled with the healing power of joy. You will actually hurt. I had a man tell me this the other day, you know, when I want to get your tapes and books, it needs to come with a warning label. Because after I finish that, my side hurts, (laughs) my stomach hurts. Jesse has to have a warning label. That's pretty good. That's the joy of the Lord. How do I get that? Go to JDM.org to get your copy. And all the other information is there. Thank you for joining me this week. What a blessing of God it's been. We love praying for you. And partners, we can't thank you enough for what you do. Nothing too small and nothing too big. Let me tell you something. We are so project-minded around here. And, I, you know, I wish things wouldn't cost as much as they do, but they do. I wish television time wouldn't cost as much, but it does. So you know what? That's all right. We'll pay it. Our faithful financial partners like you and our almighty God, hallelujah. And me and Kathy are in that faithful financial partnership just like you are. We don't ask you to do something we don't do. That would be wrong to do that. Thank you for supporting this ministry. And if you're not a partner, you pray about becoming one and watch things begin to turn around. Watch it, I'm telling you, joy will come to you, increase. It's all part of it. I mean that, Go. just go get the word of God in your life. Till next week, God loves you and I do too.
1: Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down you can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org.
0: You let that guy see you the way you really are. (laughs) Without the makeup, without the sweet smelling stuff. I'm talking (sighs) You know what I'm talking about. And when he finally sees you, he thinks you're another person. (laughs) What?